Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember, you can contact me on the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with your marriage questions. You can reach me at 720-307-7347. If you don't get me, leave a voicemail and I'll respond back to your question on the next Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. So we're in the middle of a series on the top reasons to have sex in marriage. The last podcast episode, I covered the first reason, which was part one, which is to remind your partner of your commitment. When couples have regular sex in their relationship, it's a reminder that I'm still committed to you, I still love you, I still honor our vows that we made on the altar when we got married. It's a representation that I am still yours and you are still mine. So that's why one of the reasons, the first reason, why regular sex is so important for marriage. And I made the analogy of wedding rings. We wear wedding rings as a reminder, as a symbol that I am yours, and you are mine. Likewise, with having sex with your partner, it's a reminder that I am yours and you are mine. I'm still committed to you. I still love you. I still want to be one with you. Because we can get too focused on high libido, low libido. I don't want to have sex because I'm low libido. I want to have sex all the time because I'm high libido. All those factors are valid. However, there's a higher purpose a higher purpose beyond needs and beyond high libido, low libido, it's good for your marriage. Regular sexual contact is healthy for your marriage. And again, last week we talked about because it represents your commitment. And today, the second part we're gonna talk about is because it bonds you together emotionally. Now I mentioned last session, the last episode on the wedding cake model and the base is you have to work through resentments. And then the second tier is you have to work on building your friendship. And then the third tier is you have to work on wooing each other and adding in sensual time to your dates. And then at the end of that sensual time, when you're both aroused, you move up to the erotic contact. And you wanna view it as a buffet. It's not all or nothing. It's maybe tonight we can do above the waist. Maybe another night we do everything manual below the waist, etc. You experiment because that brings back voice and choice for the low libido partner, and that's what you want. You do not want obligation sex. Obligation sex is a killer for both partners. So the second reason that we're gonna get into today is regular sexual contact with your partner will bond you together emotionally. Have you ever felt that before? You have sex with your partner or you have sexual contact with them, and afterwards, you feel a little closer. You've let them in. You feel a little more bonded. You feel more like best friends. You feel like they know you better because you've just experienced something very vulnerable, very special, very magical. Sexual contact in the context of marriage like we're talking about can be very, very special and magical. And that's why it bonds you together. When you have that type of encounter, you get to know each other better. You learn about each other. You bond with each other through that encounter. You get to experience something really sacred together when you're having sexual contact. This is the only time in your life you can experience this because you're married. 
All of your sexual energy needs to be focused toward your partner. Therefore, when you have that sexual encounter, when you share in that vulnerable, special, sacred area, that space of sexual contact, you are bonding one another emotionally. It will help you feel closer. It will help you feel more connected. And that's especially true if you approach it in a sensitive way. So I'm not encouraging just have sex regardless if both partners like it or not. It's not about that. It's about how do we approach sexual contact in a way that works for both of us. So if you do have differences in libido, or you have different preferences in the bedroom, or different things feel good to each partner, you need to proceed gently. You need to talk about it. Open it up. Discuss with one another, what's your preference? What feels best to you? What would be your ideal scenario? Here's my ideal scenario. Here's my preferences. Here's what feels good to me. Here's what doesn't feel feel good to me. Talk about it. Open it up so that when you have sexual contact, you're more informed on what your partner is looking for, what they're not looking for, what's going to work, what's not going to work. They may need extra cuddle time beforehand. They may need extra emotional intimacy building beforehand. Talk about what you both need. Often it's a matter of finding a compromise that works for both of you. And then when you have those kind of encounters, it feels emotionally bonding because you are being one eye in, one eye out during the sexual encounter. One eye in means I'm mindful of my body and what's happening for my body and where I wanna be touched and where I don't wanna be touched and what feels good and what doesn't feel good, while at the same time, I'm tracking you and I'm paying attention to what your body's feeling and what your preference is and what you would like more of and what you would like less of. That's one eye in, one eye out in the bedroom. That's becoming a sensitive lover. And when you're a sensitive lover like that and you both are, it's an emotionally bonding experience because you're bringing sensitivity into the bedroom. And that feels considerate. That feels connecting. That feels sensitive. And so that bonds us together emotionally during that sexual encounter. Now, a lot of you have heard my story. And for those of you who haven't, I'm going to share it again. So my wife and I, when we got married, we encountered massive sexual trauma that neither of us expected. My wife had a lot of sexual trauma in her background, and it was dormant. It was dormant until we got married. And this is common for trauma. Often when someone has trauma, the trauma doesn't surface until they feel really secure. And so my wife and I getting married made her feel secure and then all of her sexual trauma came to the surface. And that sexual trauma meant that she hated sex, she hated people who wanted sex, which was me as a high libido partner. Sex in her mind meant that she was dirty, that she was being used, that love and sex do not go together. And so she rejected all sexual contact. And she didn't even want to work on the trauma because it was too traumatizing for her. And so me being young and dumb, and this was before my psychology training, before graduate school, I responded really poorly. I felt rejected. I felt unwanted. It hurt. And so I responded with anger, which was the worst thing I could have done. I responded with anger, with irritation, with being just angst, a lot of frustration back in response to her. And then that made her 
avoid it even further because now I became one more person in her life where sex was not safe. Sexual contact was not safe. So we developed this vicious cycle. She would avoid sex for long periods of time. I would become really angry. The more angry I would become, the more she would avoid. The more she would avoid, the more angry I became. Underneath my anger is I felt hurt. I felt sad. I felt lonely. I felt disconnected. Because as a high libido partner, sexual intimacy is the top way for me to feel loved, for me to feel wanted, for me to feel close and satisfied. And so we had this massive vicious cycle going on for years in our marriage. And at that point, I was going through graduate school and I had the the misconception that I could fix this. I'm learning to be a therapist. I can be our own therapist. And that was the worst decision I'd ever made because we didn't see anybody. We didn't reach out for a counselor. We didn't reach out for a psychologist. We waited years and years and years until we were finally hanging on by a thread on the verge of divorce until finally I was open to seeing a counselor. And then we saw multiple counselors and we saw them for multiple years because it took a long time to reverse all that damage that it had done to me and it had done to her. And so I know firsthand what it feels like to not have regular sex in marriage and the damage it can do emotionally. My wife and I had always been very bonded emotionally. We had always talked a lot and felt like best friends when we were dating. But as soon as the sexual dysfunction entered our relationship, it started fracturing and breaking apart our emotional connection because I felt continually rejected by her and she felt continually unsupported in her trauma by me. What she needed was for me to be patient, for me to be loving with her trauma, for me to help her walk through her trauma cycle so she felt safe, so she could take steps toward sexual contact. But my reaction created the opposite result. And so I know exactly what it feels like to be in a sex-starved marriage. I know exactly what it feels like to feel constantly rejected as the high libido partner. And I know what that does to you emotionally. It shuts you down. That continually negative cycle that we had shut me down emotionally toward my wife. And because then I became shut down emotionally toward her, it made it even harder for her to be open to the sexual side. And that was the other vicious cycle that was created. So that's why this is part two on why it's so healthy for marriages to have regular sexual contact because it bonds you emotionally, because it makes you feel loved, it makes you feel wanted, it makes you feel close, it makes you feel intimate. And there's a spillover effect. After you have sexual contact, there's this afterglow. There's this period afterwards, sometimes it can last for a day, sometimes several days, where you feel, it's like a supercharge to your relationship where you feel even more affectionate toward your partner afterwards. You feel even more close. You feel even more safe. You feel even more bonded. There's a supercharge impact after sexual contact that will help you feel more emotionally bonded. Now, after every sexual encounter, I also encourage you to talk about how the experience was. What did you like? How was it for you? What could we change for next time? What would be your preference? Here's my preferences. And again, like all areas, you wanna share power, so you're always looking for win-wins. How can we meet in the middle on that difference in preference right there? 
How could we approach it next time that would work for you in a way that would also work for me? That's sharing power and again, being one eye in and one eye out. So again, this is the second reason why you wanna have regular sexual contact in your marriage and it's because it will bond you emotionally. So as a reminder, you can go to my website, drwyattfisher.com forward slash pages forward slash freebies and look for the free PDF on the four reasons to have regular sex or sexual contact in your marriage. In that free PDF, I talk about the four reasons and there's some discussion questions for you and your partner to go through to really open up this topic and to take it deeper for your marriage. Also, this week, as a reminder, if you leave a review of the podcast, take a screenshot, email it to me, info at drwyattfisher.com, I will give you a free marriage tool. I've created 10 marriage tools. They're on my website under marriage tools. And each one is designed for a different pain point that's common in marriage. We need tools for all things. So take a leave a review, take a screenshot, and then email it to me, info at drwyattfisher.com, and then you'll get a free marriage tool of your choice. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. Also, one of the best ways to say thank you or express your appreciation or to pay it forward is to tell one friend about this podcast, The Dr. Wyatt Show. Let a colleague know, let a friend know, let a family member know, anyone in your sphere of influence that you think could benefit from it. I really would appreciate that. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.